Hello, and thank you for joining us again on Sex and Life uh, podcast. podcast. I'm helping you through it because I know how hard this, this next part is for you. It, it is. It's, that, as always, is our, our producer, Joe, uh, ever the smartass, unlike me. I'm way less miserable than I sound. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done. Um, so this is probably going to be our most controversial episode, and I say that because I started catching shit for it when I was looking for people to be on this episode. This is going to be the uh, the roundtable for larger ladies and discussing uh, sex and dating as, as a larger lady and, you know, some of the, the terminology that's used for them. Now, I've been dating larger women for about 25 years, and it's my preference. And so I've talked to a lot of them about what dating was like, and a lot of them say that it is different, which is why I wanted to have this roundtable, as opposed to, as someone else suggested, that I go talk to a athletically built white guy about what it's like to date as a BBW. Because, because that just does not make sense to me. So, with us today, my good friend Shannon. Hello. And my good friend Tabitha. Hello. And skinny ass Joe. Hi. Which you <laughs> already said. Definitely not a BBW. I think you are bold and beautiful and a white guy, so BBW. Well, if BBW can mean other things, and it, yeah, for right now, for these purposes, I'm I'm calling it. <laughs> so let's let's start off with what is a BBW? Or uh, sometimes I've seen the uh, acronym uh, SSBBW. I just learned about that SSBBW, which fascinates me because. I guess that's what I would be classified as. But I had no idea at all until I Googled BBW earlier this week. Okay, so for our listeners who don't have computers to Google, even though this is oh, on computers. <laughs> <laughs> um, what does BBW stands for? A big, beautiful woman. Big, beautiful yeah. woman, yeah. So SSBBW would be... Supersize. Supersize. Is that like like... You know, you go to McDonald's and be like, supersize me. Exactly. It's my picture like right that. beside the Big Mac. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, okay, this is actually a really interesting question for me um, because I have identified my entire life as, I'm okay, first of all, let me say this disclaimer. I have zero issue with the labels, and I'm putting that in quote, BBW or SSBBW. I have no problem with those labels. Um, to me, it's like saying somebody is athletically built. To me, it's, you know, it's a... Identifying. Yeah, it's, a, it's an identifying thing. Um, and interestingly, I have spent my whole life identifying as a fat girl. I don't call myself a BBW. I, I don't... I'm not offended by that. I don't have a problem with it. I understand why it exists. Um, but for me personally, like I'd never be like, oh, I'm a BBW again, not because I have a problem with it just because for me, I'm a fat girl, whatever. It's fine. But what I think is interesting about these two terms is I don't feel like there are any real lines. So if especially not blurred lines, that was, because then you get, that was terrible. Just don't do that again. Would you say um, I should edit that? Uh, no, leave, leave that. Leave Let that people in. hear that. Yeah, because he yeah. deserves that. Um, so anyway. <laughs> um, so, okay. 
I have recently lost a tremendous amount of weight. I've lost a person. I still identify as a fat girl because I am still 195 pounds. I am not tiny. Um, I was 350 pounds. And at that point, I definitely was a fat girl, but I have, I still am in my head. So my question is, at what point am I no longer a BBW? So that's the problem that I have with this. We have had this discussion, Eli and I, about where the lines are. So what size, at what size do you begin to be a BBW? And then at what size or what weight do you begin to become an SSBBW? I can tell you what the internet says. I would love to hear this. I was just going to ask that because you said you'd look this up. I found out because I don't don't know what the standard is for BBW and I don't know that there's an actual standard. Like, I don't know, size 14, 16, whatever. Right. Who knows what the, it might be someone who just, you know, has a big old ass or someone who just, you know, has love handles. Mm -hmm. Like it could be someone who's like, 10 to 15 over who considers themselves fat or overweight right. or BBW. But the SSBBW starts somewhere in the range of 250 pounds, according to the internet. Really? That is what the internet tells you. Well, this is, and again, here's my question. What if you are six feet tall and 250 pounds? What That's if, reasonable. And what if you are five foot two and two hundred and fifty pounds? Those two people are five two and two hundred and twenty five pounds. Exactly. So my point being, it is, was just you know what I mean. Like to me, it's it's so arbitrary well, a, a a labeling system, and I realize that they all are. But my experience and and watching what has gone on before this podcast happened is that there are some really um, politically charged opinions about Mm. this. And I'm just going to say this, and I I don't know if this is inappropriate or not, but I I don't care. We're okay with inappropriate. That's that's (laughs) why I host it. I think that anyone who has a problem with these labels or with this topic should be here as part of this conversation. I, I don't think that this is something that we should be not discussing because the reality is there are a lot of us girls out out there who are bigger girls. Well, apparently my asking was offensive enough to some people. Exactly. And like I said, I I think that, you know, if you have, if you have an opinion strong enough to be offended, you should be talking about it. That's, that's, uh, uh, brings up another question that I had was who decides? Um, Mm -hmm. as I've said, I've dated, uh, almost, almost exclusively larger ladies. And, uh, I even belonged to a group called BBW Ontario for a while. It was, uh, uh, MSN group at first and they'd have these parties. And, uh, I took the mother of my children to it once and she overheard people saying she's not a BBW. She has this huge Ethiopian ass. Okay. I'm envious of her. And I mean, and, and these huge breasts, and so it, she's like an exaggerated hourglass almost. Uh, but I mean, she, you know, she shops at Additionnel and mm-hmm. Reitman's and whatever, like you know, the larger lady stores. Mm-hmm. So does that not make her a BBW? Like, who who has the right to decide well, what you are? But the problem, I think, is more you're going to get that anywhere you go. Like you know, people who say, "Well, I'm into bondage." Or I'm into S and M, and then there's varying layers. There's like you know your, well your Fifty Shades of Grey housewives who just you know, maybe they like it when someone just slaps their ass a lot, but for them they consider that S and M. 
Whereas other people are like, well, I like to be, you know, I want to wear a leather mask with a zipper. Or, you know, like there's all very yeah. leather. Like, I think this is well, the same thing, in my opinion. Like, it's all subjective. I, I've known you mm-hmm. for 20, 21 years. 20 years tomorrow. Wow. 20 years tomorrow? Nice. So. It's when I moved here, not the day I met him, but very close. <laughs> you remember how skinny I was? Yes. It like crackhead skinny. Although I wasn't a crackhead. A lot of blow, no crack. Anyway, no, good. moving on. No, okay, that I, I had a 27 waist. And then when I quit smoking, I jumped from being 125 pounds, 135 pounds maybe, to 180 pounds. And I've been just under 200 pounds uh, a couple months ago. So for me, I'm fat. But if I call myself fat around... Uh, certain girlfriends or ex-girlfriends, they'd be like, you're not fat. Why do some people feel it's necessary to invalidate your own body image? Like, do they do it trying to be helpful or the... I think they do it because of their own issues with their own body image. I would say, like, if someone says, like, if if you're unhappy with yourself, let's say, like you say, if you were unhappy at your peak of whatever when you quit smoking and you called yourself fat, well, someone else who's 100... 200 pounds heavier than you to them. They feel like it's insulting, but really it's your, how you feel. So it shouldn't really matter. Each of us individually should be able to react the way that we want to, I guess. The tricky thing about the labels is that people who take ownership of them might take the wrong kind of pride in that ownership. Let's just use comedy oh, as an example. That's such, that is like the truest comment ever made. Yeah. Let's say... You're going to drop the N-bomb on this like motherfucker. You, for, for those of you, we've probably mentioned a couple of times in the podcast, but you and I met through doing comedy. And so to use that as an example, let's say that you're watching somebody on stage and he's doing an act that you hate. Either you think it's hack or it's uh, it, the subject matter material is terrible. Whatever the case is, uh, but it's his comedy. It's not your comedy. His idea of comedy, his subjective manifestation of it is pissing you off because it's making you think about how people define it differently. The The problem is with a lot of uh, labels is that when you treat them as an objective truth, then you are forcing yourself to see it a certain way. Mm-hmm. And pretty much most people aren't going to actually fall into that category. And if they are, well... How much of themselves did they put them? How much did they put themselves through to try to m- 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 get up to the standards of what that label is looking for? I agree with that, and and I'll tell you why. As I as I mentioned, so I've always been big, always like from the time I was like three years old. That's been who I am. So for me, um, that identifying part of me is very, very strong. I cannot imagine, um, I can't imagine thinking of myself any way other than as a fat girl. I, I literally, I can't, I've never been average size. I've never been, you know, a little overweight that I, I am currently at the smallest I've been in probably 25 years. And I know that that sounds like a very long time, but and she's it's... only 25 years old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how I wish. This is what she um, assured me. <laughs> yeah, no, that has never happened. P.S. Um, but what I think is interesting is that one of my very best friends, um, her and I share clothing. We now go clothing shopping for us, not for 
you know, me or her, but for us, because we wear the same size. And when I look at her, I don't see a fat girl. I see somebody, we're, we're shaped differently. Like I have boobs, she has an ass. It's, you know, if we could put the two of us together, I feel like we'd be perfect. But I mean, we are perfect, clearly. But, um, <laughs> but and well, modest and, and very modest. She actually says that my modesty is my best quality. So she'll appreciate this. Um, but what I think is really interesting is last night, be, because I knew that I was coming here today, her and I kind of talked about it a little bit. And I said to her, do you identify as a BBW at all? And she's like, no, because for her, this is actually her heaviest. She, this is not her normal weight. Um, so for her, that's not an identifier and which I think is amazing, but it's, it's very hard to wrap my head around sometimes because I look at the two of us together and I know that we're sharing like the same clothing, but I don't, I see me as a fat girl and her not as a fat girl. And I think of myself as a fat girl and she doesn't think of herself as a fat girl. So I think it's very, I think like to go along with what you said, Joe, I think that you kind of get this idea of this truth in your head and and I, I'm not going to lie, I am sometimes a little bit judgmental. Like if I see somebody who's smaller than me referring to themselves as a BBW, I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. You know, and, and, and not even just now, like when I was 350 pounds, if somebody who was 195 pounds had said to me, oh, I'm having such a fat day, I'd be like, why don't you go fuck your hat? How does that sound? How's and that she's actually hat? said that to me. I have actually, yes. <laughs> so... Having lost a Joe of weight. Yes. Probably a little you're more. An, you're an actual measurement. It's, it's yeah, wonderful. it's a Joe of weight. This isn't even the first time that's happened. <laughs> <laughs> when you walk by a mirror, look at pictures of yourself. Oh, God. How surreal is that? Because I have to imagine it's pretty surreal because you have a vision of who you are for the last mm-hmm. 25 years. Yes. And it doesn't match what you're looking like now. No, not at all. In fact, I've actually walked past a mirror um, and not like, it takes me a second to realize that that's me. And I'm like, I wish I was making that up because it's a creepy, creepy feeling. Um, But yeah, so that, that whole thing goes with, you know, with how I, I personally identify. So a lot of this whole conversation is really interesting to me because who the hell am I? to say whether somebody 30 pounds or 50 pounds lighter than me identifies as a BBW, right? Like to me, if that's how you identify, that's how you identify. Here, here's the thing for me. I don't get the whole being insulted by something because as I said to, said to my friend last night when we were talking, um, me saying, I'm a BBW or I'm a fat girl or whatever is the same as saying I have dark hair. Like to me, it's, it's a fact. It's not like a, you know, I'm 125 pounds and five foot nine and I work out every day and I have this, you know, amazingly athletic body and I'm calling myself fat and I'm clearly not. So I I think, but then again, where is that line? Where is the line between how I look and how I feel that I look? So I'm not, I'm not saying it's not okay to have an issue with the term what I'm saying is maybe if you have an issue with the term 
try to figure out why, like, where is that issue? Is it the fact that you, you don't like people making comments about your physical appearance, which PS, I don't think anybody should. I think how you identify on your own is one thing. And what you say about your own body is one thing, provided you're not like bashing yourself and being self-destructive. But I, I don't think anybody has the right to make any comment on anyone's body unless they're asked to. You know, see, so. I see that I don't care for the term BBW, <laughs> but I understand that it's ne- it's necessary because that's uh, that's just how it is. Because like I think it's I think it's a little condescending because it's always big, beautiful woman. Like it's I don't know. To me, it always sounded like a crock. But I understand. Like you know, you go to a website and they have your body type, right? And it goes from like I don't know a little around the middle to BBW. Like th- that's it. That's right. your choice. So they usually don't have that SS, BBW, like on dating sites where you mm-hmm. pick your choice. My problem with it is is how other people perceive this title. Because BBW comes along with all these other things, like the stuff we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like we have like the feeders or BBW. For some people, it becomes a... It's a dumping ground for everything where you have to deal with all kinds of just insanity or ideas. Like, I, you know, I get, I don't know. Do you think it's, do you think, because what you're saying, I, I, and I, I understand what you're saying. Do you think it becomes almost like a fetish? This is my problem with the BBW is that by labeling it as such, like when you go to these BBW sites or clubs or whatever, it's a fetish, period. How could it not be? It's a club called BBW. That's your thing. You go to it. Like, you know, it's not like you're going to the white party and everybody's dressed in white. It's a completely different idea. BBW is when you go to an event or a party or whatever, like, you know, you're going to be like, oh, there's going to be large ladies all over the place. Mm -hmm. Large guys, I guess. Maybe not. Because for me, while BBW, it it seems to focus on women, not necessarily men, because I've noticed there's not much of a market for... No. Well, unless you want to count bears or something. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Like, yeah. yeah, there is a market. There is a market, it's but it's, it's it's not labeled. Like, yeah. And I find that kind of odd because I think by not labeling men, maybe you are creating a fetish. Wow. I mean, for me, it I don't consider it a fetish. You know, I, I think I understand in Freudian terms why I like larger women. Um. That being that my grandmother was my mother figure, and she was short, round, Scottish. So I like short, round women. That's, but not Scottish necessarily. Not necessarily Scottish, because she she didn't have an accent or anything like that. Wow, just the attitude. Um. <laughs> but you're right. Like the boys are not labeled the same. But that goes all the way back to like I remember in the fifth grade, I was the fattest girl in the class, and Keith was the fattest boy. No one picked on him in the schoolyard. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Keith was just Keith. Yeah. Anyways, but. <laughs> well, that's it. And, it's, and uh, that continues. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. It continues on into, like, adulthood. Like, there's no, B, like, BBM. Well, BBM is a completely different term, though. Yeah, it? exactly. <laughs> I, you know what, though? I think it's interesting because um, I prefer bigger men. Um most of my life, I've preferred bigger men, and I. Th- I'm probably the smallest one she's ever dated. Uh, you're, yeah, you're, you're down there, up there. I don't know how to put that, but anyway, um, I, I think for me though, part of that is 
as somebody who's been big my whole life, like as we were saying earlier, I don't I don't want to sit on anybody's face and smother them. I'm not into that scene. That's not my thing. You don't want to play talking scale. No, I do not want to play talking scale, whatever the hell that means. Um, yeah, that's so weird. Um, but anyway, um, for me, a, a bigger, sort of huskier, broad guy is like for lack of a better term, like, you have to be able to handle this shit. Like, you you know what I mean? I don't want some skinny little twig. No offense, Joe. No offense, Joe. I think you're wonderful. Um, And you can hug me anytime. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, no. See, for me, but having said that, I I have, I mean, I've dated smaller guys. Um, The ones that, the men that I tend to, like, notice are bigger men. Big, tall, broad men. That's well, you know. they, they stand out a little more. Yeah. So I, you know, maybe maybe there's something about that. Maybe that's part of why men like bigger girls. I don't know. I also think it's interesting that I, in in my experience, there's kind of a, a couple of different camps of bigger girls. And and you can please, by all means, tell me if I'm if I've just had very siloed experiences. But I've tended to notice that big girls are either really, really shy and are like wallflowers and, you know, you kind of have to bring them out of their shell or they're like me and are just batshit crazy and boisterous and out there. She means loud and obnoxious is what I she means. Do I do mean that. I fall between these two areas. Well, so far, so far you seem to be kind of a, a little bit in the middle. I feel like you're, you're more quiet than I am. But I don't. I wouldn't. I don't think you're shy either. No, you, I. Well, I would never have considered you shy. Yeah. And in all the years I've known you, I don't know that many people would. There, see, and, and that's I mean, just it. I think you're if you very were shy, opinionated. You say that. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. Um, we like opinionated. We. I. I love opinionated. Uh, I mean, I. As far as personality uh, attributes, I like. Loud, obnoxious, opinionated women, strong and and very uh, independently minded. I, I wouldn't consider myself a shy person overall. Like, I might even take offense to that sort of an idea. Like, I think I made a conscious choice a long time ago that if I was going to be a big girl, if I was going to be fat, then there was no way I was I was going to follow down the road of people who I had seen in my life growing up and how they chose to go about things. And in my mind, there may have been people I watched just settle. Mm, and absolutely. I am absolutely not a setter. Yeah. This would be why I yeah. at the tender age of 42, I'm a very, very single unmarried woman. And I'm quite okay with that because settling is just, I can't even imagine doing it. Yeah. But I don't know if there's, a, I don't know. I don't, because when I think of someone who's really boisterous, I can get that way, but, you know, I have to be drinking or extremely angry. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I'm pretty even keel, so maybe we could just put a little third section just for me in the middle. Yeah. I but you're still, you're, you're still very open with your opinions, and you never, sh- whether you're loud about it or not, you, you don't shy away from sharing your opinions. No, that's very true. I do. You know, and that's one of the things that I, I love about both of you is neither of you are afraid to call me on my bullshit. Mm-hmm. And... There's been a whole lot of bullshit. I have no idea. I'm not going to call that because, no, let's just oh, not no. Oh, so I can go? <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. go, going back to your experiences in school, Shannon, uh, 
do you feel that society's too accepting of fat jokes? Like it's it's the the last thing that we can pick on or be fucking asshole bullies about. Well, that's a that's a generic comedy trick, if you will. Like, you know what I mean? Like, especially the comedian's fat to begin with. Well, he's just gonna that he or she they're just gonna they're gonna focus on that. Yeah. Well, if if they're talking about themselves, it's one thing. But I mean, I've seen male comedians who are not anywhere uh, near athletic making fun of larger women. And I I just sit there and I'm like, who the fuck are you to be commenting on anybody else's weight? Well, there's market for laughter that comes. Like, you know what? There's there's some rooms. As soon as you tell a joke, you're going to get the laugh and you know it. Yeah, but I mean, that's, well, it's, for me, it's, it's a cop-out. It's, it's easy. It's easy to pick on people and it's, Harder to, to be creative. Well, a good comedian is someone who makes fun of generic things, not people specifically, maybe. Yeah. No, that's not true, because maybe celebrities, but even that's a law unfair. Politicians. They make fun of themselves, they make fun of things around them. But there's some comedy that's just, you know, maybe they're, if they're willing to do fat jokes or they're willing to do racist jokes, it, you know, the world is full of all kinds of levels of acceptability. Some people think it's okay to laugh. Some people don't. I personally think it's just, I think it's an easy laugh. I think, I think you're right. I think it's an easy laugh. And I also think that there is a huge perception that if you are overweight, you are lazy, you are unmotivated, you are less than. Uh, I'd like to add one more to that, which is unhealthy. Yes, absolutely. So perfect example. Um, uh, my disclaimer here is I did not go to a gym and lose 150 pounds. I had gastric bypass. So I'm and now having said that, that was not an easy road. It still is not. It's a complete life changer. It's like you wake up from surgery and you have changed, you've, you've forced changes. So I've heard lots of things like, oh, that's the easy way. Well, bitch, until you're doing your laundry on the rocks at the river, don't tell me that it's easy. Okay. Cause we take these steps every day. Having said that, when I was 350 pounds, I did not have high blood pressure. I did not have any sort of diabetes. I did not have any issues with my heart. On paper, aside from my weight, perfectly healthy. For now, I was perfectly healthy. I am not, not, not suggesting or saying that I was quote unquote healthy at 350 pounds. I am not saying that because I don't believe that to be true. I'm saying on paper... I did not have medical problems related to my weight yet. Um, so I think that there is this perception that, you know, you're sloth-like or you're not. I know people who are very overweight according to like a BMI chart or according to <clears throat> numbers on a scale who are probably more active than I am right now. So I I don't understand why. I'm not saying that that all people who are overweight are like that because clearly that's not the case. Um, being overweight is hard on your body. There's no question. It's and, and it's tiring if you're carrying your. I was carrying Joe on my shoulders for a very long time, and I'm really glad he's gone. I'm not going to lie to you, Joe. You're wonderful. Don't get on my shoulders. Um, <laughs> no, I was fine with the hug. <laughs> but you know, I I think that that's part of why. 
um, it's an easy laugh because there is this perception, you know, and there's all the other perception that I, I has always blown my mind is that fat girls are easy. I can go on for days. Isn't that amazing? Like why the hell, because I'm carrying around extra weight, am I easy? How the fuck did we make that correlation? That was, because you're a lesser person. I, apparently. So I have less standards. I'm going to settle for shit. That like is, they assume that you weren't having as much sex as, you know, you know, I'm going to tell you. It's a privilege. Ha, ha, yeah, it's, it's right? <laughs> like, I ha, I'm I'm going to toot my own horn here. I have never, ever had a problem. Like, if I've been interested in someone, truly interested, and I thought, I, I want that guy, I've gotten that guy. Whether I was this size or other. Like, I don't, I've never, ever, ever had an issue with that. That was one of the things when I go to the, the BB, BBW Ontario parties, is that there were two kinds of guys there. There were guys who generally liked larger women, and there were the guys who were there because they felt that larger women were easy. Mm-hmm. And it's it's <coughs> I, but I mean there are preconceived notions and stereotypes about larger women, mm-hmm. right? And I mean being easy or being unhealthy. Um, one of the women I had dated uh, ate like a mouse, but she was still larger. She went mm-hmm. and worked out, and she did the the. Uh, boot camps and she uh, went to dance class uh, like twice a week, three times a week at some points, but she was still a larger lady. But I mean, like you said, on paper, mm-hmm. other than her weight, she's perfectly healthy. Yep. Uh, I so, mean, and there's a lot, I, I mean, let's, let's just add to the, the quote unquote perceptions here. So some of the ones that I've heard, you're easy, uh, you're unhealthy, you're submissive, you're dominant. Um, you're into weird fetishes. Like, for example... <laughs> Talking scales. Talking scales. Best game of the world. Apparently. Um, <laughs> so sad. The whole... The whole I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't really think that the feeder thing was a thing. But Shannon says it's a thing. She's researched this. I feel like... I have I'm, not researched. I have an approach to join the okay, whole well, feeder program. There you go. <laughs> program (laughs) they offered her gold card (laughs) excuse me the best was the guy's like yeah just go to the website and you can check it out and then we can hang out what what is a feeder a feeder is uh well a feeder as far as i can tell is a person who wants to feed someone else and make them gain weight but as a lifestyle choice not just as a so i was approached via the lovely world of plenty of fish. Ooh, fun. By a man, I think he lived in Whitby. I can't remember. This was a while ago. And this was his intention from beginning to end. He, he was like, well, you know, it, it took him a while to get around to beat around the bush to kind of get to it via emails and chatting online or MSN. I can't remember what it was now. And then he got down to it. And basically he's like, well, what I would like to do is, you know, feed you food. And I'm like, okay, because uh, I'm waiting, of course, for all the exciting sex stuff to happen. Yeah, yeah. But as it goes on, like, you know, he directed me to a site, and the site just made me laugh because it's pictures of just, it's not just BBW, and it's not just SSBBW. It's, like, women who are, like, seven or 800 pounds. Mm-hmm. And then there's little comments underneath about, like, you know, what a beauty. You know what? If that's what you find beautiful, that's fantastic. But, like, and then it goes on about... Like comments like, well, how to, there was a recipe and it was for buttermilk pancakes mm. and it was how to add 2000 calories to it. Oh my it. God. 
So it was like 5,000 calorie pancakes. Now, does it involve adding bacon? Because I could get behind that. Don't get me started on your bacon intake. I'm, I'm allowed bacon once a week, okay? Fuck off. Dude's going to count on this up for sure. <laughs> so here's my question, and I don't know if you know the answer, and, but it, if, if you're listening to this podcast and you know the answer, please send me an email or comment on this. Comment on this, because this is a conversation I would love to have. If you are the feeder, what do you get out of this? If it's not sexual... What is, do you know what I mean? Like, what's the payoff? The one person who I've talked to about this, like I got to, because I'm a very curious person. Mm -hmm. If we go down a road, I'm not going to judge you. If this is what you want to do, it's what you want to do. Right. And if you find the right candidate, all the power to you. I really, I could care less. And I was like, well, tell me. And he's like, well, to watch you blossom, i.e. gain weight, is very satisfying to me. And it motivates me to want to help you bloom. He used the word bloom a lot. <laughs> bloom and grow. Like bloom or balloon? Well, no, he said bloom, but oh. you would think balloon, but he so, referred to it as blooming, so like a flower or something. I don't know. So it's like a physical manifestation of watching an effort turn into something? I think the turn on is actually seeing the change that you were doing by feeding someone. And it was literally... Is he considered watering a plant? <laughs> right? He's like, a gardener. I don't... I, listen, I know that there are lots of things in the world that I will never be able to wrap my head around. But for me... And, and, and then my other question is, before I finish that statement, my other question is, if you are the feedee... That is, is that correct. Right? If you are the feedee... What is the payoff aside from possibly early death by heart attack? Perhaps it's the it's the attention I would assume, like because you know there was there was a definite intention, like you know, like I would ask things because it seemed like sex was secondary for this guy, but he did talk about cuddling and spending time together and like watching movies. Like it was a lot of like, which is that's interesting to me because. I mean, I, I get that part of it because to me that sounds very much like, you know, just having somebody in your world who loves you and takes care of you and which is wonderful, but it seems to me like the, if someone said to me, I want you to eat this 5,000 calorie meal after I threw up at the thought of that, I, to me, that is not, that is not a, that's not affection. To me, that feels very abusive. And and I realize like that's that's my own thing, that's my own perception of it. But I don't see how harming someone's health, because that's essentially what they're doing. Well, what if they do it you naturally? Know? What if you just eat a lot of salad? But are you gonna get five thousand calories in, in, in a healthy salad? Not maybe, that maybe there'll be some holiday sauce or bacon. I, I don't know. It just holiday I, sauce I feel is very like, fatty. So if you just pour that on vegetables, asparagus. I feel like I need to actually research this whole thing so I can try to understand it because I don't, I just don't understand why anyone, regardless of what your starting weight was, would, that just sounds very self-destructive to me. I think feeders have a purpose though if they started focusing on people who needed it, like Calista Flockhart. (laughs) Maybe Mary-Kate and Ashley. I don't know. Perhaps. Like I never got to the point to find out why I was chosen by Mr. Whitby. 
for his, but you know, maybe, maybe he just thought, you know, you're on the road. I don't know. But if you started with someone who was thinner, I think you would be more gratifying. Well, it, because you would see would them sense. assuming that they could. But then again, that's back to the perception, right? So you're a fat girl. So you must already be capable of eating these huge. That was meals. never suggested. Like this guy, there was really, it, I'm telling you, he was like a very polite kind of weird requester guy. I have to admit that hearing this kind of alarms me a little bit. It sounds to me like someone is almost looking down or condescending to mm-hmm. uh, to an overweight person and is almost looking at them as like a project or a fascination. Unless I would person... say more of a fascination because if, to me, the project would be, let me help you lose weight. Or, to me, that yeah. would be more challenging. Or let me help you get you to I, I a size know. or shape that you See, want. Yes, it, exactly. It's, it's almost like a non-sexual fetish. I just, I just don't, I, I feel like I need to talk to someone involved in this world. See, I, just to I, I get it. I hate it, though, to being the same thing as for me, I could never be a submissive. I could mm-hmm. never, ever do it. There's no way. I've been approached many times mm-hmm. online and in the real world to be someone submissive. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that has to do with me being a fat girl or not. I think it just has to do with someone likes to look at me or thinks that I'm susceptible to it, perhaps, you know, due to stereotype or not. But I could never fathom, and I don't see what anyone would ever get out of being a submissive mm-hmm. and being told what to do and when. To me, it's just... It boggles my mind that there are people who want to be like this. Well, and, and again, there, there are different, like you said before. But I'm not judging them. That's yeah, yeah. the thing. So I equate this as the same thing. If you want to be a feeder or if you want to dominate someone, to me, it's the exact same level. It's just a different way of going about it. I think, and I, I completely understand what you're saying there, and I can completely understand how you make that connection. And, and I agree with you. I think that on some level they are the same thing, but I think... I think the the biggest the biggest issue that I have with the whole feeding thing is there's nothing that I can personally see that is not I mean if you get to a certain weight and I don't know what that weight is I'm not a doctor I'm not you let's, know but let's just assume like for for example when I was 350 pounds I would not have been able to walk up the stairs into this building without feeling like I was going to die for 45 minutes afterwards. Like it would not have been a reality in my world. Okay. It just, it just would not have been, um, standing at my counter in my house to make a meal was painful by the end of it because I was carrying around an extra person. So I can't imagine adding a hundred or 200 pounds to that with someone feeding me being a good thing. Like, I can't understand how... I, I, can, I guess I can understand the, the concept of, you know, someone caring for you and that attention, but I don't understand... There, there is also the concept of the feedy being some... feeling shame for having that kind of an appetite. One would think that that appetite is part of why they got to that size in the first place having someone want to give them that food. I don't know if and it's like supposed validated? to make them, I don't know if it's supposed to make them feel validated, but it's to make them perhaps enjoy so. the dirtiness of it. Like oh, this is wrong. That's an interesting thought. But you're doing it because also, this is something that you clearly You're being love. allowed. It's like you're being given permission. And comforted by it because some yeah. people find real comfort in food. And to have someone in your life who's like, "No, you know what? I want you to eat this 
delicious cake. Because I know you love it. Because I know you love it, and you should just be able to eat your cake, and I'm just going to sit here and take pictures of it. And have it, too, right? <laughs> oh, my God. 20 years you put up with this, eh? I cannot believe you wrote that down as a question. 20 years. Is it? No, I'm not <laughs> Especially it was like a bacon cake. Oh, um, seriously? You're not having bacon for the next three months. The end. Uh, I would like to switch gears a little bit. We're coming up on 40 minutes out of 60, and I don't know if we're going to be doing another 60, whatever. Can you tell us about what happened with the um, the emails that you had sent out? Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Because we, we talked about it at the beginning. I don't know if you wanted to bring it up, but you did mention it, and I'm wondering if you'd be willing to actually tell us what happened. Oh, well... Only one person ever talked to me about them uh, and said that other people had found me to be offensive for A, suggesting that they're BBWs, and B, believing that there was a difference uh, for larger ladies to date than there was for thinner women. It's such a fine line. It's such a fine line. I get part of that. And it's and like I said, it was a, a ex girlfriend of mine, very very, you know, healthy, but larger lady, and uh, who said that there was a difference, and from what she could see, it goes back to a lot of the the preconceived notions or stereotypes about larger women. Uh, they're easy. Uh, they're more grateful for the attention. Whatever, whatever. Um, and so that's that's why I felt that this was going to be a good episode and why I wanted to get people of so many different opinions. And if if you didn't feel that you were a BBW or uh, that that was a, a, a nice term or uh, anything like that, I was more than welcome. I had said in, in several posts, look, I want people who don't agree with me on this podcast because I want to hear their point of view. Which just goes to show how much work there is still to do. A lot. Well, it's fascinating to me that you that you receive email back from people who don't want to be referred to as BBW because that term is offensive to them. Mind you, that being said, the person who brought it up to me, um, I believe they really enjoy... Uh, being nosy and uh, believing there's some kind of drama when there isn't. So not having heard one person I had, I had reached out to um, she, I talked to her about the show and she said, Oh, that sounds interesting. So I sent her a message and I said, would you like to be on the show? And she got back to me and said, no, I thought we were just talking about it at that moment. And I was like, that's cool. That's awesome. Like, you know, you're not comfortable coming on the show. And I've had different people say that, um, that they didn't feel comfortable talking about a certain topic. I've reached out to female comics who didn't want to come on the show because they didn't feel that they had anything to offer or uh, uh, felt comfortable talking about uh, issues like feminism or whatever. and it could be true, or it could be the just that they find me objectionable. By the way, we have got to do a feminism episode. We've done a feminism episode. We've done it Pretty much every female that's been on the show, I've talked to them about feminism. You'd think he'd know, because he was here for those conversations. I'm just feeling we've used that particular word, but okay. <laughs> we'll have a feminist roundtable. 
with my mom. That's we'll, all we'll invite, I was we'll invite my mom out. Um. <laughs> so weird. And so, weird. I mean, do you two feel that, that there is a difference in dating as a large woman? I mean, I, I guess you can't really compare it. I can compare it with what my girlfriends say. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, I ask around because I online dated for a long, long time. I still kind of do, but uh, for a long time I, I online dated. And dating's even a bit of a loosely held term, but anyways. Um, online fun. I've never been a fan of that term. Yeah, well, no, because there was there's definitely been dates involved. It just it varies depending on the day or time of day or person, mood, whatever the case is. And I've asked other people, and I'm like, does this happen to you? And it only... Only amongst my gay male friends have I found they get the similar questions that I do. Because I'll, I'll put it out there that, you know, let's hang out or let's do this. I never actually say let's have sex. That's not really... I just kind of wait and see what happens through conversation. Because I like to vet a bit. Being a girl who lives on her own, I have to, you know, I have to weed out some of the insanity. But Is there a lot of insanity out there? Well, my whole point is often... And my girlfriends who are do not identify as BBW... Don't receive these questions where the email is simply, do you do anal? There's no hello or I loved your profile. You have a great picture. I think we'd be great to know is, do you do anal? Uh-huh. Or do you give good BJs? And do you? <laughs> well, you see, you have to answer my ad appropriately and get to the point where this is kind of an okay you question. you work for that kind of answer you like. You, you can't ask me first thing, but that goes back to the whole... Well, I'm such a fat girl. I Clearly, should just take you're what just, I, yeah, you're just gonna I gotta be like, take oh. what I can get, so or some guy who'll just send a picture of his penis to me unsolicited. By the way, gentlemen of the world, <laughs> if no one's asked you for a picture, don't just randomly send it. Just don't. Mostly because I'm going to break a lot of hearts right now. Penises are not that pretty. Let's be honest. Unless, some of them well, are some of them are. Some of them are poorly lit. Right? But there's like there are so I, many. I'm counter to that. I don't think the vagina is that beautiful. It's... How many pictures of your vagina are you randomly sending to strangers? I have never one time, not ever. I've never sent it to anyone. No, no, that is like I don't understand. No, you're you smile. have my number, right? <laughs> Actually, I'm going to go in the washroom with my phone. Yeah, exactly. Let's, after this, let's just go take vagina pictures and just randomly send them. Let's oh, just do And you know what? They yeah. probably would be better because they'd be lit properly. Exactly. Or you wouldn't see the toilet or yeah, your like, stupid socks or whatever. Point being, <laughs> don't randomly send girls pictures of your cock. The end. Nobody needs it. No. If I no. ask you for it and I clearly would like to see it. Or if you offer it means. and I'm like, yes, please send yes. me a schlong. Absolutely. Unless it's a schlort, in which case, don't bother. I don't even bother. know what that is. It's, it's the opposite of a schlong. A schlort. schlort. Yeah. You know? Because it's, it's schlort. Maybe. I don't think <laughs> it just sounds like it's going to make someone cry. Yeah, like, well, good. that's why I came up with that. I, I didn't come up with it, but yeah. But um, on the schlediums. <laughs> well played sir. very nice very nice so kind of going with with what shannon's saying um the whole idea of different perceptions when i was 20 20 i was 20 years old one of my very best friends said something stop it one of my very best friends said something to me that has literally stuck with me and it's 
part of me feels bad that it has stuck with me because I know she didn't mean it in any way, shape, or form insulting. She's a very good person, a very kind-hearted person. She would never go out of her way to say something to make someone feel bad about themselves yeah, or whatever. But she's obviously a racist. No, she's not. We had gone to a karaoke bar the night before, and I was talking to this guy who was very clearly interested in me. And we were talking about it the next day and we had exchanged numbers and we were going to go out and blah, blah, blah. And so my friend says to me, you have no idea how lucky you are. And I'm like, why am I lucky? And now let me just in context, she's a tiny girl. Like I'm talking double zero. She's a tiny, tiny little girl. And she always has been. And she said to me, when a guy is interested in you, you know, he's interested in you and not because you're quote unquote hot. Well, see, I beg to differ. Well, I do too. But, and this is what I'm saying, this is this stuck with me for so many years. Because I was like, that is the most double-edged sword ever. So on the one hand, if you're interested in me, because I'm a fat girl, clearly I'm not hot. And you like me because I have this awesome personality. But at the same time, you don't like me because I'm hot? That sucks. So it took me, like, it was a really, really long time for me to be like, okay, that was her perception of how things were, right? Because for her, she was used to only getting guys who were like, oh, baby, you're so hot. I want to hit that, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, my point being, number one, perception. Number two, I don't think it's just big girls that have dating issues. I think we just get ridiculous ones you know like that whole have you heard the joke you know what do uh fucking a fat girl on a moped have in common you know you don't you don't mind doing it but you don't want your friends to see you on either of them it's that sort of my best friend had that written on a file folder yeah and i was like what's this all about and he's like uh i don't know i'm like it's your handwriting (laughs) (laughs) busted and he was like uh yeah, yeah and I, mean, I was like, see, it's stuff like this, whatever. Yeah, mind you, see your statement though. What you say about this girl saying this to you, to me, that's almost rude because what she's saying is, well, nobody possibly could find you attractive and want to do you. Yeah, it must be your personality. Exactly, see? and and this is what I'm saying. Like, I know that she. In the, in the moment, I know that the comment was more like, you're lucky because people like you for who you are. I, that was yeah. what she was trying to convey. Yeah. Not well, but we were 20 years old, right? You know what I mean? I, I get all this. Like, I I went through where I had, a hard, I had a hard time dating for many years because I equated my self-worth with the affection of a man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went through a lot of stages where I ended up, I dated people who ended up being gay or bi or whatever the case was, or they were just passing through, passing through yeah. or just, you know, drunk and up for it. Yeah. And then, you know, things changed, whatever. I evolved as a person and I kind of realized, no, no, I have value. I'm awesome. Rock and roll, whatever. But then I had a chance to go to Jamaica for a week. And I had, uh, you know, I've lived in Toronto forever, and moving from a small town to Toronto, I learned I did have a value in that. In a small town, you know, it's a lot, it was harder for me to date and find someone who wanted to date me. I moved to Toronto, and it, it the market really opened up, and mm-hmm. I discovered that diversity is the most beautiful thing in the whole world. Then I had this opportunity to go to Jamaica, 
I went to Jamaica for a week for a friend's wedding, like, I don't know, six, seven years ago. And from the point I got to that resort until the time I left, I understand the life of a supermodel. And I had never experienced anything like it. The men there wouldn't leave me alone. Everywhere I went, I had offers to go up the mountain and see somebody's garden. I don't know if that was a euphemism or not. <laughs> that was the lifeguard on the beach. Then there was the bartender who wanted to take me to his house and make dinner. Then there was uh, the guy who came to our room to bring us something. I can't remember what it was. And then later sent a free bottle of Appleton's. I just, like, I received gifts. I received offers. Uh, the joke became, as we as the week went on, was that if we if our group needed anything, that I was just in charge of getting it. Because as soon as I raised my hand or said anything, everybody was immediately on it, taking care of it. Like the waiters, everywhere we went. And there was, there was one guy, the towel guy down by the pool. He was my absolute favorite. Because he would, he would go on and on about how I had to come back and visit him at 6 a.m. before anyone got there. I don't know if he thought we were going to hook up by the infinity pool or not. <laughs> but I was just never used to someone being so blatant and on me in front of, like, what I would call traditional hot girls mm-hmm. who were with us. Like, mm-hmm. they would just kind of push them out of the way to talk to me. And, like, it just became an activity for a whole week. I'd never experienced anything like it in my whole life. Everywhere I went, there were tons of men who always wanted me, and I was so tired by the time it was time to go home. I can't even imagine this as a did lifestyle. You, did you find it uncomfortable? Because just hearing that, I like it makes me a little uncomfortable. Like, I'd be like, oh, you need to just back it up a little bit. Well, no, because we were on a resort, and half of them were the staff. I yeah. never actually went. I got invited several times yeah. to go to the Jimmy Buffett's or Margaritaville or whatever it was called, the club off resort because they're, they're not allowed to fraternize. Right. Fraternize. Thank you. I can't you. say that word Thank on you. It. With the, the, the tourists, mm-hmm. with the people. So they were all, well, come and meet me at the club. Yeah. Well, we never went to the club. So I don't know how it was once I got there. Once they, So they were all slightly reserved in that it was never too much. Like it was flirting, but it wasn't aggressive. Except for whatever his name was, Del- oh, I can't remember what his name was. The, the pool the pool guy with the tennis. Fernando, the pool boy. His name was Del Rindo. I've always wanted to. I, I still see. This is just making me want to go to an all-inclusive resort more. All I want is Cabana Boys and a swim-up bar. That's all I want in life. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Me, all I want in life is to hook up just once with Garcia. Who's yeah, me Garcia? too. Yeah. Off of Criminal Minds. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I. Then that's really interesting to me because I and stereo. You want to talk about stereotypes? So. The stereotype is that black men appreciate bigger girls more. And in my experience, that has been true. And I've talked to a lot of other big girls who say the same thing. I was thinking, I used to work at a call center when I first, uh, actually, well, somewhere I worked in a call center. And uh, there was a guy who worked there and he was, he was a black guy. His name was Tony. And one day, like, you know, we, we always kick around, we talk, whatever, great guy. And then one day he just came up to me and he's like, I'm going to tell you an old Jamaican saying that my uncle used to say. And I'm like, all right. And he's like, uh, bones are for the dog, meat is for the man. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And I was just like, okay. I guess, I don't, I don't know if it was like an opening line from, as it turned out, it was an opening line for something that he wanted to start up, but he wasn't my scene, whatever, but... 
And I think this is just the saying. I just think it's just how it works. And that's not generic, though. Some some black guys like skinny white chicks. Let's yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So maybe there's a more of a market. I don't know. Because, you know, even... I haven't, I haven't dated a terrible amount of black guys. They've been there, but they're not the majority. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I just think it's interesting. Like, the more we're having this discussion, the more I'm realizing... There are so many, I mean, we could literally pick any group of people and label them and come up with probably a handful of stereotypes. So, you know, I do know why, like, I remember there was, there was one guy and he said the reason why he chose BBWs, backgrounds, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it, was that uh, they could handle him. Because he was a girthy gentleman. Oh, yeah. And the idea I've was... I've heard that before, too, actually. I, I kind of understand that concept because, you know, when there's more pushing for the cushion, there's a bit more yeah. space that yeah. encompasses Yeah, there is. Yeah. So I guess that was what the reasoning was. But I don't know if that's across the board or not. I always found it more comfortable having sex with a larger woman, or at least a, a woman with a bit of meat on her as opposed to some of the skinny girls that I fucked. Because uh, when I was really skinny, right, you could see my bones pretty much. Mm-hmm. And it would be my hip bones crashing into their hip bones. That just sounds and it unpleasant. Just, it's, oh, no, that's good times right there. <laughs> <laughs> see, well, just, you see where you were saying you found bigger guys? Yeah. I spent a lifetime looking for tall, skinny dudes. I'm going to just say, tell me, tell, tell me if you, uh, so I have, a, I have a theory about tall, skinny guys. They they are packing. Tall skinny guys are generally packing. I don't know if it's because there's like not a lot of, of padding. I don't know what it is, but I now tend to stay away from those ones because I'm like I was, I was bigger when I was thin. That's a bit too much of a challenge right there. I enjoy that. That's not your scene. <laughs> <laughs> if we can pause for a moment, I think we we could probably do. Another hour of talking, so there may be part two to this. With that being said, I need to go to the washroom, so we're going to take a break and then.